that his foolishness has squandered their hard-earned savings, and so he lives under a cloud of criticism and deep personal regret. This man deserves redemption. What about the young unmarried woman who has had an abortion? She wanted to keep the child, but her parents urged her to terminate the pregnancy. She had shamed them, they said. Their family had been well thought of in the local church. Fearful, weeping, and hesitant, the young woman pushed aside her own deep longings and did what she knew was wrong. She thought God might forgive her, but she doubted that her parents ever would. Now she feels like damaged goods, unworthy of a decent man, and unfit to serve the Lord. This young woman deserves redemption. So does the addict who called me to confess that he had accumulated $35,000 in credit card debt by gambling over the Internet. He told me that his wife had just discovered his well-guarded secret. What's more, this man was a teacher at a respected Christian college, and he feared that if the truth were to come out, he could be fired from his job. Despite the mess he has made, this man also has a future with God. Strictly speaking, of course, not one of us deserves redemption. God owes us nothing, but He nevertheless offers His undeserved grace. Though we deserve damnation, He invites each of us to be redeemed. Worthy or not, we come to Him to receive forgiveness and the assurance that God still has a plan for our lives. We've all blown it. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. I have said things I've later regretted. I felt as though I'd be better off having my mouth taped shut. And yet, the words could not be recalled. I've failed those around me more times than I know, and I've often had to ask for forgiveness from those I love. Whether we've blown it in a big way or through small indiscretions, we have all wished from the bottom of our hearts that we could relive some of our past days, this time getting it right. I'm reminded of the teenager who prayed, God, I pray that this accident might never have happened. But the past is a brute fact that cannot be altered. All that can be changed is our response to it. The forgiveness we can receive from God and our attempts to reconcile with people we have hurt. We can still learn from our mistakes and hope for a better day. This book is dedicated to all who have made unfortunate choices that later returned to haunt them. It's for all of us who need to be reminded that God is bigger than the mistakes we have made. This is a book of hope. A book for all of us who have ever made a wrong turn in the journey of life. Chapter 1. The Waiting Father Every one of us has, at one time or another, made a wrong turn in the journey of life. Jesus once told a story about a young man who made a series of frightfully bad decisions. By his own admission, he did not deserve redemption. But after blowing it, he did do one thing right. The tale reminds us that as long as we are alive, there is still one good move we can make. The smart thing. The right thing. You're probably familiar with the story. A father has two sons, the younger of whom has grown tired of working the farm 
and so he comes to his father and asks for his inheritance. Father, give me my share of the estate, he says. Luke chapter 15 verse 12. And so the father divides his property between his two sons. The younger son then departs for a distant country, where his father's money will underwrite his stay. Once there, he takes his father's gifts and squanders them on an extravagant lifestyle. Despite his fine upbringing, the boy is both impertinent and rude. By making this request of his father, he is saying, in effect, Father, I can't wait for you to die, so give me my inheritance right now. The father does not argue. Nor does he lecture his son about the dangers of the wayward life, but instead chooses to let the youth follow his desires. There comes a time when a boy's decisions must be respected, even when they will lead to his ruin. And so the father.